Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I am the host of this daily podcast, which is primarily about music and creative culture in London. Today's episode was recorded at Dingwalls, where I went to see Nova Cub play for what I think is now maybe the sixth time. So I first saw Louise play by herself, then I saw Louise play with Russell. These were, these were open mics. So first Louise by herself at an open mic, then Louise with Russell, then Louise, Russell and Yona. Then I saw them at the O2 Academy in Islington, and then at the Victoria in Dalston, and then at the Half Moon in Putney. So I've seen them six times, and this was my seventh time. Wow. I feel like the eighth time should be free. I should get some sort of goody or something. You know those loyalty cards when you get so many stamps? Anyway, so this episode was recorded at Dingwalls. Any of you that have listened to this podcast before will know the last time I was at Dingwalls was to see, actually no, not even to see, to queue up for tickets to maybe see The Strokes. And of course, whilst in that queue, I discovered, along with everyone else in the room, that there was no Stroke show and we were queuing up for nothing. That was episode 86. I've also previously interviewed Nova Cup. After, uh, before their show at the Victoria in Dalston. That was episode 48. So if you want a bit of backstory to this episode, feel free to check those ones out. So at this show, went by myself, got there about 20 past 9, because I think they mentioned on Twitter they'd be on about half 9. Got there, the doors weren't open yet. It was part of a, a club night, by the way, Cherry Cola Club. So I think they have some live music, and then they have DJs on until about 3 a.m. I was not planning to stay till 3am. Anyway, I got there about 20 past 9, the doors weren't open yet, and I saw a few people talking on the couch. I only glimpsed a bit of their conversation, but it sounded interesting. I was about to approach them to maybe talk to them for the podcast, but then the doors opened. That group split. One of them went to the bar, and so did I. That person was Nathan. He is a tour manager who's worked with Louise before, and he is the first conversation in this episode, telling me about how he knows Louise, and how he works with her, and his work in his own right as well. It's a really nice glimpse into the life of a tour manager. After him, before Nova Cup started, I went to the front of the crowd and saw the other two people who were on that couch. Their names are Hojin and Josh. Said hi, quick introduction, asked if maybe I could talk to them for the podcast after the show. They seemed keen. Then the show happened, Nova Cup played, Nova Cup slayed, as they do. They played a new song which I really liked, so I filmed it on my phone to maybe send to Louise later, because I know... Sometimes she likes to do a little bit of post-game analysis, which I think is a healthy habit to have. So after the show, I went back to the bar. I was going to talk to Hojin and Josh, but I saw Yona, who plays bass. By the way, Nova Cub are Tony on drums, Russell on guitar. Wow, forget I said that. Tony on drums, Russell on guitar, Louise on guitar and vocals, and Yona on bass and vocals. Louise is the primary songwriter. Uh, so after the show, I... Saw Yona and said, is it okay if I grab the set list? Because I think at one of their shows they kept all the set lists. She said, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And then a person who seemed random to me at the time said, oh, I printed out some set lists if you didn't get one. And I said, um, thanks, but I've got one, that's okay. And she was telling me how she printed them out in pink font and some of them in black font. And she had this little music decal at the top. And I was thinking, that, that's cool. Putting on that polite face. But in my mind I'm thinking, you are a bit of a potentially over-eager fan. How did you know the set list before they played it? That seems a bit strange. Then she said she is Yona's sister, and I thought, okay, that makes it all right. That makes sense, because before that, I was getting a little bit concerned. And she became the next person I spoke to for the podcast. So I speak to Gwen, 
who is the sister of Yona, who plays bass. Then after Gwen, I caught up with Hojin and Josh, and they were the last people I spoke to for this episode. So first I speak to Nathan, then I speak to Gwen, and then I speak to Hojin and Josh. Enjoy these conversations, and afterwards I'll play a little bit of, a, of original music. Otherwise, let's let them take it away. Alright, I'm recording. I am back downstairs at Dingwalls waiting to see Nova Club and waiting to get a drink. And there's someone here waiting for a drink with me. What's your name? My name's Nathan. And how do you know the band Nova Club? Uh, I did some work with Louise on tour with a band called The Kennets. Did uh, the Rebellion Festival last summer now. Uh, she filled in for us whilst our drummer was away on tour with Van Zimmer. Well, that's, a, that's a good reason to be away, <laughs> I guess. So does that entail her having to learn all the songs by the Kenneths like super fast in order to fill in? Yeah, she was absolutely rapid with it, um, which is great. Uh, I just know that the guys really were under a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. She just stayed with us for the whole summer. Uh, phenomenal musician overall. Um, it's actually where I first heard Nova Club over, well over a year ago now, uh, before they started releasing stuff. Uh, coming back, the guys asleep in the back. She was playing me some of the stuff on the phone. Uh, I just said to her, like, she's onto something here. Uh, keep going, just keep going, and keep going. Um, Did she mention she was playing with anyone else at that point? Was it just her? It was. Just, she was just doing it, like just randomly doing it. I think she was just, you know, between being with block party, just some downtime. She was just writing some stuff. Yeah. She, she was just, I think she was just having a bit of fun, really, and I just kept saying to her, do it, like, the whole way back. I think we were up in, like, York or somewhere, so it was, like, a six-plus drive, hour drive, and she was just playing me stuff and stuff and stuff, and I was playing her some of my old back catalogue, playing me some of the new stuff. We were just having a chat, and uh, I said to her, as soon as I'm, you know, free, I'm not on tour, I'm not doing a project, doing anything like that, I'll come to one of the shows, uh, lo and behold, Tonight, oh, so yeah, yeah, it's the first time seeing This is like my fourth, I think. Okay. Because I saw her do an open mic by herself. Yeah. Then I saw her do one with Russell. Okay. And then I think I've seen them twice as a band. It'll be the third time to the band. So tour management is that what is the nine to five? That's what takes up your time most of the time. I'd love to say yes. Uh, it doesn't. Sadly, it doesn't. You have to work an office job at the same time as TMing. Um, you can be on the road, you know, 24-7, 365 days of the week. Um, sometimes it just doesn't pay. You know, I've got other things in my life that you have to pay for. Uh, you know, so you have to sometimes pick up other jobs. And you pick up jobs between uh, going on tour. At the moment, it's rather quiet for me. The guys I normally work with are currently writing. Um, you know, I pick up the odd job. Did the odd job last week. Job, job. You know, probably in two weeks' time or so. So keeps me keeps me out of trouble. That's yeah. out of the other half. So, anyway. <laughs> so do you know when you're next heading out on the road? Is it still uh, at to the be moment? I am currently sorry. I'm That's getting right, texts from the guys. Um, oh, are the people meeting you? No, 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 no. They, these guys are writing currently. Oh, uh, <laughs> are they ears burning? That's what I don't know. Don't know. Um, at the moment, not really. I'm, I'm kind of working on some projects. Just what a guys write. You never know the writing process. It could be three weeks, it could be six months, it could be a year. Um, so I'm just going to keep myself busy, picking up a few projects myself, vocalists, 
a few auditions, just kind of see where the ball rolls with it. So tour management, does that involve the setting up of the tour or are you brought in once the tour's underway to keep the ship sailing? Mixture of both really. It depends really what the band kind of wants. You can either advance the show for them, they can advance it themselves, uh, they keep control kind of with that, you know, the monetary side of things. Um, and then that's it. They kind of pick you up, you go off on tour, um, and a barrage of shit is thrown at you. Sometimes it can be, um, you know, the first day. Second, the second day is always the more fun one. So, you know, everyone's kind of nab on the road. Uh, and it could really be the last day where you have, you know, issues. Oh well, we didn't actually sell this much merch or. A prime example I've had is second day on tour, our drummer broke a leg. Oh. So, <laughs> the funnest 48 hours of my life, uh-huh. learning uh, how we're going to set up doing a 21 pilot style. Oh. Uh, well, getting drinks now, so thanks for yeah. your time. I'll see you in a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Are you nervous? I feel okay. You're making me feel like a bit like Casual chat. I'll just sit my ginger beer and sit casually chat. We're just hanging out there. Oh, there is another act on. I thought, yeah, I I think we were is. kidding. No, 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 I think there is. So we are downstairs at Dingwalls and I'm here with clearly the number one fan of Nova Club. Well, now I feel like I'm not the number one fan now. And now I feel like I literally hashed, put a photo up earlier and said hashtag number one fan and now I feel like I'm going to have to change that. <laughs> you got to take it down. But no, hashtag sorry, guys. number two fan. Oh. In spirit. I didn't print out a set list. You did. I know, that's so true. you're up there. That's only because I have a disorganised little sister, though, to be fair. So what's your name? Uh, Gwen. And how do you know the band? So, Yona, who is the bass player, is my little sister. So my, when, when my did she tell you she was playing music in this band? Um, do you know what? Someone asked me that earlier. They must have been playing... Well, so she knows Louise. Louise lives quite close to us in West London. So I've known Louise for quite a while, and they have been playing music for a little while. But I guess it only... From I, me knowing it is Nova Club, maybe six months? I don't know. Probably something like that. It might be around the time I saw Louise open mics. So I think yeah. that's how it started. It was just her. And then it was her and Russell. They started playing some open mics to kind of get out there a bit. Oh, actually, where are we now? Yeah, January, actually. It was Yona's birthday. And I remember that they were kind of playing around that time. So I guess it must have been the end of last year. Is this the first band Yona's been in? So she's played, um, like, backing... Um, She's played backing for so Laura and Vula. I don't you know Laura and Vula. Yeah, so she the was harp, in. Right? She played the harp in Laura and Vula's band. So, but that was more. Laura and Vula was the soloist, and Yona was a backing singer rather than being in the band, I guess. But so I think she played uh, Radio One's biggest weekend. Yeah, they played. Well, I, they played. I mean, they've done. They they did Glastonbury main stage. Um, she played loads of cool gigs like Graham Norton show and. Um, always playing the harp. Always playing the harp. It is a pretty together. niche instrument, so I guess if you yeah. can play it, you're going to be like in demand quite a lot. Well, I think actually, well, we're from Wales, so there's a load of harpists in Wales, but I think it's the mixture of having a harpist and a vocalist. Like, there aren't two, that's quite niche, yeah. I think. So I think there's like a couple of other harpist vocalists, but she's really like got the niche market there. So, so is this the first band <laughs> band that she's been in? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, she has. So she, How does she feel about joining it? I think like, because of the fact it was quite natural, because she knew Louise, and then 
it wasn't. I guess because she knew Louise, and then I guess met the other guys, met Russell, and, and it was, wasn't too. It wasn't like having an audition and then having to go in. So I think actually it's been very far more natural than some other gigs she's done, where she's been a session musician and had to go and audition and then play. Where she's been far more nervous about that, I would say. So, so what do you do to kind of reassure her? Are you like the after gigs like you were great, you were amazing on the bass, you're the best bass ever, we love you. <laughs> she is the best but well, maybe not the best places ever but she's no I to be honest I usually give like really honest feedback um so I'll so I'll so especially with like so the last gig I was like her body movements were quite good she wasn't like too much and she was like oh I'm so glad you said that because I really worry about whether I'm like swaying enough or rocking with the music enough and I was like yeah no you were good so I'll just try and give her some honest feedback so you listen up the coach and the sidelines after game be like good game good game nicely good done game. well done well done massage on the shoulder out you go <laughs> what did you bring with you this time for this gig to help her out uh, oh a set my set list well, no, she forgot the set list or she thought she forgot the set list so I printed out um, the set list for them in pink font with a little the little motif at the, at the top but they didn't actually need it in the end so but you were there on backup just, just in case. case yeah next time next time what can a sister ask I know Wait, thank you so much for your time no Enjoy worries I have pressed record, we are now in the bar area downstairs at Dingwall. It's a little bit loud around us. Yeah. Hopefully we can hear each other okay. I might slightly shove this in your mouth when you talk. <laughs> so don't be alarmed. I'll be all. I'm down here with two fellow fans of Nova Club. What are your names? Uh, Josh. Eugene. So how did you guys discover Nova Club? So I discovered Nova Club initially because I'm a big block party fan. So I followed Russell and I think Louise as well on Instagram. And then obviously they started posting about the band, so when they were when the band started posting material, I checked it out and yeah, enjoyed it and went from there really. So what did you think, Ozzy? What did you think of tonight's show? This is your first time seeing them live. How did they do? Yeah, it was really great. I've only listened to one of their songs before, but you know, they were amazing really. Like they played like such diverse of sounds in their songs, and yeah, it was really good. Really Thumb, thumbs up all around? 100%. Yeah, we'll be at the next gig, for sure. Do you guys tend to go to gigs together often then? Um, so we actually met when we went to uh, went to a Death Cab gig with with a, with a mutual friend not so long ago. So uh, I think it's going to become a regular fixture, yeah. For oh, sure. so you've only recently met each other then? Yeah, yeah, the last month or so, yeah. <laughs> and was that, oh, Death Cab, where did you see them? Uh, Royal Festival Hall in Southbank Centre. And how was that? Unbelievable. Like the, I mean, the, the sound of that venue is just incredible anyway. But they're, they're one of those bands that have been doing it for so long that they just... They just they, they've got a new album to promote and they played a couple of really great songs off of that but also they know that a lot of people are there because they want to hear some of the classics from your teen years and stuff and, and, and they kind of pay tribute to that and they play those as well so it was, it was class. So you like Blood Party, you like Death Cab, you're very much up my street, you're my kind of people. <laughs> do you guys, what other music do you like from recent times? Are there any newer bands that you like? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, Nova cover a new band. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. You turned it up, you knocked it out the park. That's my Because I'm the same. I kind of. Those are the bands that were in my formative years I really got into. Yeah. And I feel like somewhere along the way, 
there were tons of those bands, and then there weren't so many, and the zeitgeist kind of shifted elsewhere. Yeah. So, are there many other gigs you've been to recently? Then? I mean, I went to I went to the Cribs recently um, in December. Another big tick on the list, by the way. Excellent. <laughs> I absolutely love them, but I think for me, trying to find newer bands these days, a lot of it comes from the support acts for, for bands I go and see. There's a really good band there called Demob Happy, who have just put their I think they've put their, their second or third album out, but they've just started to get like a bit of critical acclaim and okay. like really really enjoyed their stuff. It's sort of a little bit more grungy, a bit more yeah, a bit heavier, but. Add that to the list. Do you guys ever go to gigs by yourself to check out bands you haven't heard of? No. Oh. I go to a lot of gigs by myself, but I don't know, it's usually bands I've heard of before. Okay. I suppose that's the thing, right? Like, you don't want to go to a gig by yourself and then, like, a completely unknown band and then, you know, just try to bet on it in a way. Like, <laughs> I don't know, it's difficult to find new bands through that way. Yeah. I suppose it's something that, like, yeah. You could try to do more, but... No, you don't. Know, it is a gamble. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you can say, like, this person, I think this band, never heard of them, go there and, like, oh, they suck. Like, ah, uh, yeah. came all this way. So what bands have you seen by yourself, and what kind of bands have been in the gig a couple of weeks ago in Camden, so nearby here, to see an American, like, post-rock band called This Will Destroy You, and they destroyed me. <laughs> <laughs> Come for the music stack, stay for the jokes, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we're all about. So you think this might be a regular gig-going teamwork kind of thing right now? Yeah. Similar taste, it feels like the vibe is right. Yeah. Are there any gigs in the near future that you're already planning to go to? Or like for the rest of 2018? So we're going we're going to war on drugs um, in December. Um, I think I've booked tickets to go to the block party silent alarm gig in Brussels. Which I'm excited for. Um, I'm not here for the London one, so I was like, right, I better get tickets for Brussels. <laughs> um, gonna see it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I think Hope's gonna. You can come along yeah, to as well. Yeah. Get yourself tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Brussels with the boys. Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> oh, guys, it's been great meeting you, and I'm glad you enjoyed the show. They said their next one is 10th of August at the Hope and Anchor by yeah. Islington. So I trust I will see you both there as well. 100%. And that was that. Thank you very much once again to Nathan, the TM. Before that conversation, I can't remember if I said this in the intro or not, but before that conversation, I didn't know what a TM was. And he kind of introduces himself as, oh, I'm a TM, which instantly makes me realise I'm not as cool as him because I should just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. But I have to be like, what's a TM? But thank you to Nathan, the TM. Thank you to Gwen, the number one, the real number one fan of Nova Cub, and thank you to Hojin and Josh. Those are some really fun conversations. It's always interesting to... <clears throat> and that, this is very much part of my intention with the podcast. Just to cast a wider lens on the creative scene in London. After I finished pressing record, my conversation with Nathan was cut a little short because, well, the bartender was available to take our orders, even though we both just got water. But... We got into a pretty good conversation afterwards about how difficult it can be to live in London pursuing music and just like surviving financially. And it's always interesting. I'm really enjoying these conversations with people who aren't normally interviewed, I don't think. At least not in this context. 
it was great talking to the bands, but to talk to the people who helped to support the bands is also really interesting. I think they often get taken for granted, not by the bands, but just in general. The spotlight will be on the people who are up on stage, but the people off stage who are helping the folks out, especially in the early parts of pursuing something, I think they are incredibly important. I had no idea what goes into the life of a tour manager until last night, so that was a really illuminating conversation. And it's really sweet that Gwen is so supportive of her sister, to the point where she will print out set lists just in case she's forgotten hers. We should all be so lucky. And Hoju and Josh, it was cool to meet people who share my music taste. I always feel when I'm at shows by myself that the people I'm in this room with are essentially people who I could, I should be talking to because we all have a very key shared interest and I should try to build upon that. So it was fun to actually do that with Hojin and Josh. And yeah, I do hope to see them again in the future, at the very least at the next Nova Cup show. They did ask me afterwards, so what band should we be checking out? Because I guess you've got your ear to the ground, Roy, doing this as you do. And you're asking us what bands are into, what bands are you into? The first ones off my lips were Fur, Youth Sector, and Free Money. Those were just the first ones that came to mind. There are, of course, many more, but I should really make sure I have that answer more prepared so that I can espouse who should be checked out. Speaking of free money, they, I see they have a show tonight, a bit of an all-day at Shacklewell Shackle Arms, so that is most likely where I will be this evening. But first, I'm going to the write-along event to perform a song, which should be interesting. I've taken uh, After that Dingwall show, I walked down to the Mornington Crescent open mic venue to grab the acoustic guitar from there. It's a really nice acoustic guitar. It's the first acoustic guitar I have in any way owned. And it's a lot better than our usual house guitars. So I'll be using that for today's performance at Genesis Cinema. After that, I'm going to the Allsop Arms by Baker Street to help Brandon set up. Then after that, I'm going to Shacklewell Arms to check out Free Money and the many, many bands they have performing at their Aldea. But before I do any of that, let's play me some music. I keep, I very much take for granted that for some people, any episode I do could be their first episode that they listen to. So I might talk about certain aspects of the show that, the show, that I just take for granted that I do anyway. But some people might not have any idea what I do. So for any newcomers, welcome. I make music too. I make music under the name Loads of Japanese Bands. And the very first reason I started this podcast was so that I'd have some daily record of what I've done musically each day. So I could not have any more nothing days where I just procrastinate. So at the end of each episode, I play some sort of original music. Whether it's something that's finished, something that's in on its way to being finished, or something I've just completely come up with. And what I'm playing today, I came up with, I think, about 30 seconds before I started recording this episode. I've got my bass guitar on my lap. That's my bass guitar saying hello. And I came up with a little riff that I quite like. So, what I'm going to do is, I made a little drum loop very quickly that I will play underneath the bass riff, which goes like this.
I think you get the gist. So, thank you very much for listening. You can find me online just by searching for Saddest Night Out, or one word. Thank you to Novaka for putting on an awesome show, and I look forward to checking you out 10th of August at the Hope and Anchor by in Islington somewhere. It'll be my first time there, so that should be fun. Thank you for listening. I will see you on the next episode, and take care.